Hi, it's friend of the show, Jim Kunkel. You're listening to the Carboline Tech Service Podcast, the go-to industrial coatings podcast. And now to your host, Jack Walker and Paula Jamis. One of the things that we brought to you guys last year at the show, we're following up and bringing again this year. We have Bill Worms with SSPC and Bob Chalker with NACE here to talk to us about some of the goings on, what's happening with the meetings. We've had a couple of town halls this week. You guys have gotten to get a lot of feedback from essentially the, the field, you know, the customers of, of both companies about the discussions that are going on about the two companies merging. So first, welcome back, guys. Thank you for coming. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Yep. I think it was a year ago where this was the first public real comments that we made about it here yeah, on your podcast. Yeah, so it was. It's been an interesting year. We felt like real journalists for like <laughs> half a minute. <laughs> You're pioneers. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, that's uh, so like Paul said, you guys have had a bunch of town halls. Uh, so it's been a year. Where are we at now? Uh, yeah, where are we at? I think in a year, a lot's been accomplished. You know, uh, since the last time we talked, the board groups from SSPC and NACE, you know, have been put together. Uh, more firmed up. They're working on strategic things. And there have been a number of face-to-face, three face-to-face meetings and a number of calls that go on on a weekly basis. In any given week, we could go from one to three different calls based on these subtask groups that are working on specific items and uh, getting very involved, uh, talking over things. All the discussions have been very cordial. I think, as Sam Scatero's mentioned in a couple of the town hall meetings, there had been no times where a vote was even required. Uh, there's discussions, we reach consensus, we move on to the next item. So, again, from my perspective, I heard some of the stories from a long time ago how uh, confrontational they were. I haven't seen any signs of it. No, in fact, something that Terry Greenfield said, and he's right, because a couple of people have come up to us and made the comment, well, how are negotiations going? And Terry says, there really isn't negotiations. There's discussions, and there have been issues that we put on the table, and we work through them, and we talk through them. But it's, it's been very much with the intent to get to yes, as opposed to defending my territory or position. So truly, negotiations is the wrong word. It's really working well. And that is one of the biggest things that I've heard from, from being out in the field, is that the, the communication that, I mean, honestly, it's you two guys that are kind of leading the charge, and the selflessness that you're leading with it, not... I need to defend my agency, but I need to do what's best for the industry. And that's really been what we've been hearing. Yeah, that, and that is a term I used in one of the meetings. It, it has been selfless, both from uh, a NACE perspective, SSPC perspective, board perspective, and people involved in the staff roles. So uh, again, this is really what's best for the industry and what's best for the members, right? I think everybody has that in mind. Uh, some people might not agree with that, in terms of the specifics, but uh, that's what we're trying to get people involved with. And these town halls we've had this, this week have been um, very passionate discussions, I'd say. And the purpose is to get the feedback from people. We're very transparent with things. That's the word I was going we're, we're trying to put everything out there we have. And I think if anybody leaves those town hall meetings or this conference or the NACE conference with anything, here's a couple things I'd like them to take away. One is... These are proposals from the board groups, right? These aren't written in stone. They're proposals. Anything that when we have to get into specifics, it's going to be member-led groups that are determining the granularity. Uh, The challenge we have right now with uh, putting all this information out is you can't make definite decisions because there really hasn't been 
a final board vote from the NACE perspective, nor has there been a member vote for the two organizations to combine. So you're really in a pre-due diligence type of environment where you can only get to a certain point and we're trying to get information out to the members that is enough for them to make a decision based on good information, but it's not going to have the granularity they need. You know, you said the word transparency, and I want to emphasize that because it, it, from the very beginning, even when we first had uh, the, your, our conversations with you a year ago, that transparency has been key to the whole process. As we started, third-party consultant that we're using, which we'll talk about them in a minute because they've been wonderful, but they said, put the thing on the table that's the thing, right? Don't let it sit there. If you've got a concern, if you've got an issue, if something's not lining up, put it on the table and let's talk about it. And that's sort of been part of the driving, one of the tenets that I think has allowed us to be successful. If something's not lining up right, we talk about it. And for the most part, it's usually misinformation or misunderstanding. And once you get the clarity, the problem quickly resolves itself and you get to an answer. But it's, it's having the courage to put what you're thinking on the table. Really, one of the things that we've noticed, the level that I'm going to call it negotiation that's been going on at this point, Discussions. 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 Okay. Those discussions aren't things that the normal supporting groups get to see when you're talking about a merger of this size. You know, you don't get to see two CEOs talk about how are we going to bring these companies together. Usually it's when all that's done, all that's, you know, been negotiated and, and discussed, then they present it to everybody else and say, here's what we decided. And you guys are allowing that to happen out in the open for everybody to have input on and everybody to talk with you about and see what's going on. So it's a little peek behind the curtain. I, again, one of the things we talk about, we are member organizations. So we're here for the members. We work for the members. We're not here for ourselves. And that's where the selflessness comes in, right? So that has been a big part of this whole conversation and, and will continue to be. And we'll it, see where it goes. And, and you know, part of it, too, one of the messages I like to get out to people is, you know, we're, we're two healthy organizations right now, right? Good staffs on both sides, different parts of the industry in some regard. Although what people fail to realize, every, everyone from the SSPC side sees that we're a codings organization. But a big part of NACE is codings. About 70% right. of their members are codings-related people. And some people fail to realize that. Right. And, and for me, you know, in, in, in my career and in my life, I try to take a strategic approach to things and look into the future and say, okay, you have the opportunity now for two healthy organizations to do things on their own term instead of having at some point down the road, having it dictated to one or the other organizations, right? Yeah. And this is a global economy. And really, we're, we're up against other big organizations globally and not so much against ourselves. When you look at the overlap... It's the, that's what I was going to bring yeah. up. Overlaps, like... We were dumb. We were both sort of shocked. So we actually had a little running bet go. What was the overlap of membership going to be? And we both way overshot it. It's like 11% of our overlap. Wow. So both really? serving the same industry, fundamentally in the same space, but the membership is really low. Now, why is that important? Because when you start looking at things like the financials of the organizations or the programs that we develop or where we're going to invest in the future, that makes us even stronger because you're not duplicating effort. You're truly bringing the entire industry together, not talking to ourselves, but bringing the entire industry together to speak with that one voice, to develop products and programs and services for our members uh, that meet their needs in a very different way. So we, we thought it might have been as high as 70% of SSPC's members were NACE members. So we're really pleased that that wasn't. That's where I would have been. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It was actually 4%. 
quite yeah, honestly. I'm sorry, it was 4%. 4%. 4%. 4%. 4%. 4%. 4%. 4%. 4%. 4%. 4%. 4%. 4%. 4%. 4%. 4%. 4%. 4%. 4%. 4%. 4%. 4%. 4%. 4%. 4%. 
have we gotten to the point where we know what the standards are going to look like, or is that still way out in front of us? It's not way out in front of us. We've put a lot of conversation into it. So one of the things we did, NACE did a lot of research before we made some of the decisions that we made around standards, including beginning to, to charge for them. We're doing a lot of work in our standards development process right now. We worked with a, a global expert in standards overall. And so one of the things we learned and and we shared with the people from SSBC, and we've been sharing in the town halls, if you're not generating revenue for these programs, they're slowly dying away because you can't feed them. You can't build them. You can't invest in them. And organizations like ASTM and ISO and ASME, the IEEE, they are building standards in our space and they're very interested. Long story, but I just had an incident where we sort of bumped up against ASTM And they took an opportunity away from us because we didn't have what we needed to be successful. We're too slow, and I would argue both organizations are too slow. We're too cumbersome and too much red tape, and we don't have the right process and systems and technology to support it. So our commitment when we made the decision to start charging for standards was every dime that comes in from standards goes back into standards. It's not going to fund anything else we do. Every dime goes back into standards to build our standards business. Now, hopefully that will carry over into the new organization. That'll be a decision of that board. But this commitment to making NACE standards influential, you know, the reality is we could have continued down the path we are. You wouldn't be paying for standards in the future. You'd just be paying ASTM and ISO and you'd be paying them a lot more. So, yeah, sure. So I think people understand that. And and we're working on a model that is allows people to have options. So if you're a power user of standard, there's a very reasonable option. Uh, cost-wise for you. If you're a once or twice a year user, there's a great option. In fact, it'll probably be no impact to you. So we are working both for corporate and individual members, a model that allows them to pick and choose what model makes most sense. for And when you look into the data, we, we went back as SSBC and looked into members and how many standards they were using. On average, it's two. Yes. Two per year being it's downloaded same, by, by individual members. Now, they have access to you know free standards all the time, as do organizational members, but basically the individuals too. And there's a large percentage that don't ever download a standard on both organizations. I think I'm one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> so am I. <laughs> and I'm way on the other side of balancing out user? zero. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's because so we'll, I ditched you. We will have an option for you that you will be able to look at and say, that's an affordable option. Well, and, and we already, I think, take advantage of a lot of that, yeah. you know, when we do it as a, as an organiz- as a company. Corporate membership's a great Corporate membership, yes. That's the word I was And we're going to protect that. Yeah. It isn't and, nice today. And we bring them in, and because we stay on top of it, being in tech service, that's I mean, we make sure that everybody's always, we're like, no, this is the new new procedure. This is the new yeah. standard or whatever it is that we're looking at to say, it's important that you stay on this new one because yeah. it was updated for a reason. You know, I got to say one other thing about the charging for standards, and maybe I'm being a little self-defensive, but this was a case where it was the members that drove NACE to charge for standards, not the staff. This wasn't done because <laughs> we were trying as a staff to create more revenue. This was our members coming to us and saying, if we don't do this, it's not going to be good for us. So this entire initiative at NACE was member-driven, not staff-driven. And, you know, there really is a, a – I, I have a firm belief in if you don't invest something in it, might be time, might right. be money, whatever it is, the value on it is lower. lower. So when you, if, if, there's no, if there's no value to it, people aren't going to use it the way they should. 
Yeah, I think it was Warby Parker. They developed those glasses, and they said they could have sold them for like thirty or forty dollars, but they said nobody would buy them, so yeah. they're all a hundred dollars. And it was yeah. like their strategy, you know. Yeah. So Nike tennis shoes. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So also with the standards, I think some of this with the joint groups, the speed of development oh. of the standards should be better too, right? Much better. We're really slow when we do joint standards working together. I mean, you're throwing a, the ball back and forth over the net, and you drop it and you lose it. One process that everybody's working within is going to be a much faster process. Yeah, and the other thing as it relates to standards, we talk about this a lot too. It's not just nascent SSBC. It's called member fatigue, right? Yes. Yeah. Because a yeah. lot of those standards are driven by members. And if you can't and get members, members on both sides. Exactly. So if you get members, you know, you, you cut it in half basically, yeah. theoretically, right? Yeah, so. I'm part of that 4%. Yeah, yeah you have to sit, and you have to sit <laughs> right, in committee right. meetings talking committees. about the same thing. Yes. It's, it's crazy. Yep. So... I have to commend you both. You guys have been excellent, forthright, transparent in this whole thing. You seem to be working well together out in the public eye. Is there anything else that you would like your constituents and members to know? Here's what I'm going to ask. I would ask that the members take the time to become informed about what's happening. So we have put a tremendous amount of information out to this point, and we will continue to. Both the organizations are sending weekly emails. One of the things we learned is small bites of information is better than big bites. So each week, there's a little more information. They broadcast their uh, town halls this week, one of them live on Facebook yesterday. It's still out there. There'll be more. We're going to be doing that at our conference. We'll be holding four sessions of town halls where people can become informed. What I have found when people have concerns, or even going as far as being naysayers to this, when we've been able to engage with them and explain what's happening, almost all of them come around to say, you know what, this is better than I thought it was. But it takes making an effort to yeah. be informed. Yeah. And we ask that our members make the best decision that you believe for the organization, but make it on information, not rumor, not sound bites, not what? Not fear. Fear, yeah. but really become informed and say, does this make sense for the industry? If only everybody would vote that way. Yeah. <laughs> what a different world it would be. <laughs> I, I, I would like to... Uh, Agree with Bob on that in terms of be informed. I'd also ask that they be objective, right? Yeah. And try to be strategic about this and look at it on a long-term sustainable basis rather than on, on a day-to-day operational basis. Because if you try to approach this from a strategic perspective and look at it, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, you don't see opportunities like this come around, whether it's nonprofit or for-profit. I've done a little M&A work in the for-profit world. And to me, when, I, when you look at this on paper, it's hand in glove. I mean, the, the overlap is very small. The opportunity is very big. It's the opportunity to get contractors from SSPC together with owners from NACE and yeah. the opportunity to do more business for everybody. And that's, that's what you want in today's world, that opportunity and the dialogue and the accessibility. I think all that comes potentially with this opportunity we have in front of us. And, I, and this, close, this is a game changer for the industry. For it, it really and is. I, and I close with Bill and I and our member leaders are doing everything they can to be available. If the information we haven't provided doesn't answer the question, send us emails, call us. Our numbers are out there, our, our emails, but so are our. We've kept open. We told you when we started this, we set up inboxes for people to send us information. Ours is um, cooperation at NACE.org. Um, use that. Get their questions answered if they're not feeling we've answered the right question. Ask. Bill, do you have 
an email address too that you'd like to give out? Uh, yes, you could go to our website. Everything is on our website, so the SSPC website. Uh, you can access it, and like Bob says, we've recorded uh, these town hall meetings this week. We broadcast live on Facebook. At the NACE conference, we'll be doing a podcast also, another update after uh, their board vote, and we'll continue to do these things. And we also have specific messaging teams that are putting this information out weekly. I think Bob alluded to that a little earlier. So Yeah, I get those too. Yeah, his group is working with our group. And it's not just an update. There's a link to the past updates also. Yeah. So, yep. And all of that is available on our websites also. So. Outstanding. Well, gentlemen, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Thank you for giving us the time. Yeah, it's thank helpful. you very much. We, we appreciate it. We get to, you know, when you guys come on, we get to be journalists. Right, <laughs> right. So. All right. Well, thank you very much. And um, thank you, guys. I hope all goes well. Appreciate thank you very it. much. Thanks. Appreciate right. it. And so, for the Carboline Tech Service Podcast, I'm Paul. And I'm Jack. And we'd like, like to, to thank, thank you for your support. Who put the line in Say, Carbolite.